Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. Thank you so much for joining me. Please make sure that you subscribe to my podcast. I'm really proud of this new season and the content that's coming your way and that is available for you. So please make sure you subscribe. Um, This episode today, um, in my opinion, is, is long overdue. And I am going to be talking about the true terrorists of this country. Now, you may say, who are the true terrorists of this country? You know, people want like to paint the Islamic community as terrorists. People like to paint the immigrants as terrorists to this country and, you know, Hispanics and, you know, even quote unquote black on black crime and all the other crap are terrorists to this country. But thanks to the lovely people of the FBI, um, they have came out with an article letting us know for since 2018 who the true terrorists of this country have been, and that is white supremacists. And white supremacists have been terrorists for a very, very long time. And I want to talk about that because I do believe that it's something that is not taken seriously. And the main reason, in my opinion, why I feel as though white supremacy is not taken seriously in this country, because the people who are running this country are white supremacists. So it's, you know, like, why would they care? They are, that's who they are. So they're not going to, you know, go against, um, you know, the FBI report and say, hey, let's, you know, do something about this in our country. And in my opinion, we have the highest white supremacist in the land is the president of the United States. So that's another thing. So we're going to I'm going to give a little history of white supremacists in this country and how it relates to KKK and also um, the governor of Michigan recently. uh, We just found out that, you know, white a white terrorist organization plotted to kidnap her. And so that kind of is something that really made me want to talk about this, because as you can see, in my opinion, white supremacists, um, the white um, KKK white supremacy, it has evolved. Um, it started out being about, you know, just black people or Jews um, and, you know, different ethnic groups. And now it has turned into it's become more political now to where if you are a republican or far right wing republican you they have been lab- they have been um marked as being a part of um a white nationalist group um um and what they call the rad- radicalized groups and there's actually a term for it and I'm going to that but I just wanted to talk to you guys about this because in my opinion it's this some serious shit that we're not taking seriously in this country. So, and the reason I say that is because every time you log on to something and the media wants to exploit quote unquote black on black crime, which again is not a real thing. Black on black crime is not real. You know, black people 
technically people technically kill people of their own race. That's just how it works around the world. You normally kill people in your own race. So, you know, there's no such thing as black on black crime. Crime is crime. You know, just like Jeffrey Dahmer and, you know, the white people who have, you know, killed their family members, chopped off their heads and put them in the freezer. You know, we don't we don't you know, we don't talk about, you know, we need to do fix white on white crime. We don't talk about that, but we want to talk about it when it's black people. Crime is crime. People statistically kill people of their own race. You know, we don't talk about white on white crime when they're killing, shooting up, when the white people, um, white, the, the white supremacist people have uh, shot up schools, um, have, have done all of the mass shootings in this country. You know, we don't talk about white on white crime then. And then you, they, you, you hear they never want to label these people as terrorists. They always label them as lone, uh, lone gunmen and all that, um, uh, troubled youth or troubled troubled soul and you know just like Kyle Rittenhouse who recently did the shooting in Milwaukee and you know I'm like really jumping ahead of myself but because all this is in my outline but I'm just saying that white terrorism white supremacists is real in this country and it's not it's not a, a um and, and me saying that I'm not calling white people racist. That's not what I'm saying. There is a terrorist group in this country that is white supremacist. And that's what that is. I'm not saying you are a part of it because you are white. I'm saying that there are people, crazy people that are white. They are a part of that group that targets people of color and people um, who have different beliefs than them that's what i'm saying so please don't inbox me um please don't try to come for me talking about i am saying people are all white people are racist because that's not what i said you know 2020 has been a year of people just wanting to not listen to what you say and actually just conform their own thought based on what you said which wasn't what i said so i'm trying to make it as clear as possible i'm not saying all white people are racist or all white people are part of the white supremacist kkk's not saying that so please don't put that please don't put that in my mouth so the article that um i pulled up which was from cnn has shown that since 2018 white supremacists have conducted more lethal attacks in the U.S. than any other domestic extremist movement or group. They are they have set to target racial and religious minorities and also members of the LGBTQ plus communities, politicians and those who believe in who believe to promote multicultural global um, globaliz- globalization and according to reports. So that is what these groups have been noted targeting um, these individuals. And um, so, yeah, let's talk about a few things. So the history of white supremacy in this country really goes back to the start of this country. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't recognize or understand that this country was founded on white supremacy. Article one of the Constitution says slaves are three fifths of a person. 
Article 4 requires states to return runaway slaves. So that's in the Constitution currently as we speak, which tells you, I mean, Article 1, damn it, which means the first article says (laughs) slaves are three-fifths of a human. So this country was founded on white supremacy. There's no way to get around that. I think people need to... Like, stop taking that so personal. Clearly, you did not write the damn Constitution, so I'm not talking to you. So stop taking it personal unless you're, you know, you you can morph and you are from the 1700s. I'm not talking to you. But we have to acknowledge that that's the only way we're going to move forward in this country by first acknowledging how this country was founded and the part this country played in it you know we have to stop trying to put a band-aid over the situation because it's going to keep bleeding you all know that if you you cut your finger and you don't tend to the wound and you just put a band-aid over it the blood is going to keep the blood is going to get out eventually because you didn't treat the wound if we don't treat the wound which is the is recognizing what this how this country was founded we are never going to be able to move forward and actually make changes um you know time out for masking it you know we have to acknowledge it we have to acknowledge the person christopher columbus was like we have to stop and acknowledge who this genocide was like he was a horrible person and we we have to and i think that you know a lot of people have a problem with with acknowledging some of these things because they feel like that they're we are you know changing history it's not about changing history it's about actually telling you what the history was because so much was left out and they left out all the bad stuff um to paint this picture of who he was and you know even what thanksgiving you know the meaning behind thanksgiving you know it's just so much in our history that we have to acknowledge now if you keep wanting to celebrate these things that's on you but we have to acknowledge it that's all because yes thanksgiving is also is based off of a tragic moment in history now of course we've taken it and turned it around you know about our family and you know spending time with our family and what we are thankful for but i think you still have to acknowledge what the place that it came from and that's the part that people don't want to do um so also um next the civil war is what ended the legalizing of white supremacy um but it also continued in the south and that is when the kkk started to form so the KKK, of course, formed in the South, and you know that's when we all know that who the KKK were, are, and what they do, and you know, I'm not really going to go into detail about that, but the KKK came right after um, um, the end of the Civil War. Um, then what happened uh, with the KKK was the KKK then started targeting um certain groups of individuals so he started um with anti-black um they also started targeting catholics and jews as well as immigrants and the kkk's kind of faded away a little bit um 
in the 30s, 40s, but then they really resurfaced and reemerged during the civil rights um, era um, in the 1950s and 60s. And that's when the KKK in the 50s and 60s started to say, hey, you know, it's more than just wearing a white robe. We need to, if we really want to stay who we are, we need to start becoming more in local officials and government. And that's and when my, in my opinion, when they became more dangerous because now they are, they've taken the robes off. They are who they are outside of the robes. You know, the robes were more like, in my opinion, the robes were served two purposes. The robes were to invoke fear as well as to protect them and their identity now they don't care about their identity no more they are basically hiding in plain sight and that's um that's when they started to emerge in law enforcement you know politics um corporate america that started all happening in the 50s and 60s and and that's when the um they started uh, when they started going into politics they started going really far white uh, right wing uh, which is quote unquote the republican side and they started to really become more immersed in what the um what the Re- republicans stood for um so if you fast forward to today that is the reason why because if you if you remember back in the day during Abraham Lincoln I'm saying back in the day during Abraham Lincoln's time you know he was a Republican president and that's when black people were actually registered Republicans well they weren't registered but black people followed the Republican law black people actually even to this day black um uh, black people have more values they're more value driven of the Republican party what the Re- Republican party is supposed to stand for and that's why a lot of black people are conservatives because conservative conservatism is derived from religion and we know that black people are very um historically very religious hey everyone it's daryl from daryl's daring thoughts couple questions for you do you have a black owned business do you want to be a sponsor well you've come to the right place I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at you at gmail.com. That's Darrow, D-A-R-O, dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package can't wait to hear from you you know in this country so that is the reason why um today black people have a struggle with deciding what political party they want to be affiliated with because we we traditionally lean towards conservative values, but the conservatives are seeming very racist. And so it's very hard to feel like we can be a part of the conservatives when they are blatantly racist. You know, they have all these Republican national conventions. They have, they have known 
um, racist as their head speakers. You know, they have the head of the Republican Party right now, Trump. He's a he's a racist. So it's very hard to say we want to follow. That's what we believe in, but we can't follow him. But then the Democrats are not as conservative. So, but um, um, but that's where we lean more. Lean lean words too so i think black people are really at a a really tough place and it's a really it's a crossroad for us right now when it comes to political figures because there's no really real party that we see ourselves aligned with that's just a little history on um politics and black people just had to give that um so what i want to talk about next so a couple of things so um there have been a lot of mass shootings in this country that have been labeled and you know the people um the 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 people who have done them have been tied to uh militia groups that's the word I was looking for uh white militia groups uh which is also you know white supremacy organizations um some of those uh we know Dylan Roof um who murdered um the nine black um, members of the church who was also taken to the taken through to the Burger King drive through after he was arrested uh, to get some food and something to drink, you know, so he was actually given the courtesy to do that after he just murdered and um, people in the church while they were worshiping. Um, we also have the, um, the, uh, the thing that happened in South Carolina a couple of years ago um and they ran down protests and that was when trump was saying oh they're good people on both sides that whole bullshit he did um but again there's years of individual years (laughs) years of mass shootings and tragedies in this company in in this country (laughs) that have been tied to militia groups so Today, with white supremacist um, um, groups, they have been very involved in social media, and they have been, they have like different, they've been, again, hiding in plain sight, different Facebook groups with different weird names, and um, they have been, that's how they do their recruitment, and they also do their recruitment, and I, I wish I had a recorder when I said this, so the Video games is another way how they recruit individuals, um, especially with the, I don't know what the shooting games are. Like, I don't know that shit. Uh, it's not Grand Theft Auto. It's the other military. The Call of Duty. Call of Duty is one of the main, um, is one avenue that they use because, you know, they have all these online groups and stuff and that's how they do a lot of their recruitment and i i said this somebody years ago because these school shootings have been tied to these young men who play these games and i said i truly believe that that's where they're doing most of their recruitment and they should have have some way that they can you know figure that stuff out but because you know it's 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 the internet you know it's open to anyone so it's kind of hard to pinpoint all that, those things but that's how they do their recruitment you know they find you know these quote-unquote lone lone men and these young boys who are just so 
you know, no one wants them type of thing and that all that bullshit. And that's how they recruit them. So social media is the biggest way of that is done now. Like they're not out in the woods having their meetings anymore. I mean, they probably are still having meetings some damn way in the woods. I don't know. But, you know, they're not out there burning shit and using different, you know, they're probably not doing that no more, you know, because people live in the woods i don't know i don't know why they're not in the woods no more but i'm just saying i don't know but they have grown to now be more involved in social media um <laughs> so i also believe and again this is all my opinion so that to hell with y'all who don't who don't agree with me i do believe that in corporate america that we have some white supremacists in corporate america um again one reason i feel this way is a um rich people the richest population is the the, the one percent are republicans and they are donating to everything about trump and i will say this again if you still support him today you can't this is a little segue so y'all listen now by the time this episode come out the election's gonna be over but i'm still going to have an opinion about you if you support this man or voted for this man if he loses or if he wins especially if he wins you know it's it's very hard for me to sit down and have a conversation with you when I ask you why don't you support Joe Biden and the only thing you could tell me is because he doesn't denounce abortion. Abortions is not the only thing that's wrong with this country. Abortions is also something that you don't ever have to do as a person. You never have to have one. But one thing I can't change is I can't change the color of my skin. And the fact that this man would not denounce white supremacy on national television. He tells them to just stand back and stand by. Stand by means wait until I need you. So and then and then a lot of a lot of white militia groups have been formed since his presidential debate. And they are now amped up. They're ready. It's just just last week, um, um, some guy was arrested because he was st- trying to start a group because he said if Donald Trump loses, he was going to start a war. You know, so I mean, come the fuck on. You cannot like there's nothing you could tell me that this man has done for you that is so great to where you think that everyone else should suffer i think you know this is the these the times we're in right now has shown me how selfish humans are you know we're selfish about not wearing a mask you know not 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 quarantining for real not really following the guidelines as we can not realize it has nothing to do with you it's about you protecting the other person so the mask is so you don't give it to someone else. And so these times that we're in right now has shown me how selfish the world is. So since you're since you're still working, since your income is still good, you know, you haven't been directly connected to anything that Trump has done or you're fine with him. But I find it very selfish to feel to think that way, because 
honestly, technically, I haven't been affected by technically I have not personally been affected to this day by anything Trump has done. But my people have. And I know that there's a potential, there's a possibility that I can be affected by something that happens. I can be leaving this podcast right now, get pulled over and get shot because of the color of my skin. And then I can be direct. That's how I'm directly affected. So I have to vote. So when you vote, you're voting for everyone else. You know, you're not, you're voting for yourself, of course, but you're voting for everyone else. You're voting for the future. You're voting for the people that's 15, 20 years from now, the generation. So I think that we have to stop being so goddamn selfish because it's not about you. It really isn't. Okay. I'm going to move on. Um, which I, actually my next point was Donald Trump. So I actually went into that and talked about his ass already and how I truly think that, you know, you know, the whole proud boys thing, which I have to say my gays, I love my gay people for taking over the hashtag proud boys. I love it. I hope those, those old hairy white men are somewhere shriveled up with their penises somewhere in the corner because I love how we have taken over that hashtag Proud Boys. I absolutely, <laughs> I love it, girl. You know these, you know these, them Proud Boys just somewhere with them little, with they small dicks just mad. <laughs> oh, they just mad. But you know, I think the the one thing with him, with um the whole white supremacy thing, and him not denouncing it, and all these other things. And him saying, well, I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I don't know who they are. You know, I don't know that stuff. I think what he doesn't understand is him not saying nothing is saying something. Him not denouncing it is the worst thing he can do. But at this point, even him denouncing it really won't do much. They're going to know that he's just doing that to save face. He is, he has made himself known of and this is why I think he's so dangerous um, because he has made himself known. It's been documented for the last 40, 40 years of his life of him being a racist. It, you know, it started with the Central Park Five. It started with his discrimination act with the college he had, his apartment building he had. He had lawsuits because he was not letting black tenants in, you know, the, um, the, um, the um um Haiti com the Haiti comment he made about Haiti's as being a shithole country. Um Mexicans are rapists and murderers. And you know, it's just it's it, it goes on and on and on. And the fact that he has not been um you know, he has not he has not reaped anything from the things that he's done and has said and that he has no cost, no, he has had no consequences for his actions. That is letting these white supremacist people, individuals know, feel that if he can still be in the position he's in and he's done all this, then we can still grow and be great in what we do. His existence, his sole existence is, um, in, um, uh, in, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? um and fueling them it's giving them it makes them feel um strong and powerful you know it's just like 
you know, it's just like when um Barack Obama became president. It made me, as a Black person, feel like I could achieve anything. And so when you are a white supremacist and you see someone that follows everything that you do become the president of the United States, it makes you feel like you can accomplish any damn thing. So that's why we've been seeing all these crazy things happen with the Karens and the different, uh, you know, militia groups. It's because... He is at the top. And if nothing happens to him, they are going to feel, they feel entitled and that nothing can happen to them. That's why he is the most dangerous president we've ever had. That's simply why. To me, it's less, it has less to do with his policies uh, and the things that he's trying to stop. It has everything to do with his existence because of who he is and who he has been documented as. That's why I think he's dangerous because, you know, crazy people, all these people who've done these shootings, they've all they've all done it because of someone they admired. You know, they've all, you know, from all the history, you know, they've admired someone. And I think that he is a lot of people admire him and a lot of them are crazy. And I think that he is really sowing. He's he's tearing this country down to the point to where four more years I would be terrified to see what would happen. I I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at what 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 was to come next. I I really wouldn't be shocked. Um. Okay, another thing. So the protests. The protests came up a lot during the debates. Um, a lot of people were talking about the protests and how you know, they've turned violent and, you know, the riots and, you know, they're burning down all these buildings. But no one talked about how the protests have been, um, I cannot say this word, infiltrated. What? Infiltrated. That's the word. Infiltrated by white uh, militia groups. They have... And they have been arrested. It's documented. I wish y'all would read because y'all just don't read. And that's just really poor on your part to not read. But they have been arrested with wearing Black Lives Matter um, apparel, you know, acting like they're part of the marches, going up, burning down buildings. I've seen the videos. I've seen the arrest uh, reports, um, especially... And um, especially in um, um, not Michigan, in Minneapolis, uh, right after the George Floyd incident and the riots happened, the governor of Michigan, first of all, um, um, said that eighty percent of the riots were done by people that did not live in um in Minnesota, and they have also been tied to white militia groups. It even happened in Atlanta. When, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. When, um, the, um, the black guy was shot in the back in Atlanta. Um, I don't know why Rodney is coming up to my name, but it's not Rodney. Um, but um, at the Wendy's, Rayshard Brooks, Rayshard Brooks, that Wendy's that's the that then caught on fire was done by a white woman and white people. And then they tell me, so, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. It's no, bitch. You ain't got nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. You just wanted to burn down some shit. And then once you got caught saying you're a part of Black Lives Matter. No. Now, don't get me wrong. There are individuals that 
I think people need to understand there's there are separate things going on. There are people who are protesting, peaceful protesting. There are people who are rioting, and then there are people who are looting. They are not all the same people. There are people out there who are using these opportunities as a personal motive or agenda to go out and, and steal shit, to just purge and burn up stuff because they just want to have fun. And they we can't loop them all together. And what irritates me with Republicans and just other people that are like them, they want to loop all the people that do the burning down as protesters. But when there's a mass shooting and then there's a, a, a white person doing a mass shooting and, you know, the NRA has all these guns out on the street. You don't want me to call every we don't you don't want me to call all y'all part of the white supremacists or KKKs, you know, or, you know, it's your fault that all these guns are out on the street. No, you want to say that that was a lone a lone man who just, you know, went out of his head and he had mental health issues. You know, when they do the mass shootings, they always tie it into mental health. But when it's a black person that gets shot out on the street, they have mental health issues. They don't never say nothing about him oh he should have just he should um he should have stopped resisting so my issue is that stop saying that all protesters are the looters and the riots do your research there are people out there doing the work that are protesting they're doing civil there are there's a lot of civil unrest going on yes there is and there are people that are angry there are people that are hurting as they should be as they should be, the country that my people built is turned has. I feel like they've t- is turned against me. So if I didn't have a job, a, if I didn't have a good job, and if I didn't have a degree, and I was out here just feeling like you know, f the world, and I give up, I probably would be out there burning shit down too. I probably would, but I actually have hope. I have some hope, and I don't want to throw away my my life just to say I burned down a target that's going to be rebuilt. But I will say that you, we need to be able to separate and dissect what's going on. Um, again, these militia groups have been seen. They have been caught um, in, in pickup trucks, like waiting for a protest that is scheduled and they are going to be a part of it now. Like there are people out there who are personally trying to, tarnish the name and reputation of black lives matter and even the women's marches um you know all the marches there are people out there who who go against them because they don't like it um the last thing i wanted to talk about oh i skipped something and i'm going to say this um White supremacists and KKKs are in the police departments. I don't give a F what you say. They are there. One reason I know is if you remember the history of how police officers started, police officers were overseers. They were overseers to the slaves. They it's in the police bylaws still about what the overseer does to slaves. And how look how how the police officers treat black people today. They keep us in our neighborhoods. They don't want us to go outside of where they feel like they feel like we don't belong. They they harass, they beat, and they kill. That's the exact thing that overseers did to slaves. 
So there's nothing you could tell me to make me feel as though police officers are on uh, the police organizations have not been infiltrated with white supremacists. They have Facebook groups that have been shut down because of white supremacists, um, police officers that have been on those pages. So, again, they are embedded in this country and they are at the highest form of office. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done if we want to change things. The last thing I want to talk about is the governor. I did mention uh, Governor Gretchen, um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, of Michigan. She was, she's the governor of Michigan, and there was um, a kidnapping, uh, 14 people, 14 uh, white men, a part of a, of a militia group um, called, um, they are called the Wolverine Watchmen, I'm like, okay, whatever excuse me they're called the wolverine watchmen and they uh were arrested because they were plotting to kidnap her kill her now granted this has been going on a long time with them because they were they 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 got mad because the governor whitmer was one of the governors who who really when the pandemic started she wasn't playing with Michigan. She gave like, it was like 200 sanctions. She put down, she, she wouldn't let Michigan do shit. Like they were mad cause they couldn't go. They couldn't even go to home Depot because they wanted to go get stuff to garden and stuff. And they got mad about that. They got mad cause they couldn't go get haircuts. So they went up to the Capitol building in Michigan with their rifles, with their guns and were protesting as they can, because it's a, it's an open carry state. Um, so they were up there protesting, which I don't see how it's appropriate to have semi rifles at the Capitol building, um, protesting because they want to get their haircuts. Um, they're tired of this virus. They wasn't taking it seriously and she wasn't playing. She didn't let up. She said, okay, whatever. You still can't leave your house. So since then, so that was like March or April, they have been plotting against her. Yes, she's a Democrat. and. As you can see, these 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 white supremacists don't care of your race. Um, she's a white woman, um, and so I'm I'm grateful that this didn't happen to her. My God, like that would have been horrible. But they Michigan now they have shown us Michigan is actually a hot spot for these white militia groups. There are hundreds of them in Michigan, so. And they have said that they're in uh, in every other country. Um, I am going to, I am actually going to attempt. I actually uh, reached out to someone a part of this uh, Wolverine Watchmen to see if they'll come on my podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing some cool. I'm trying to do some investigative, you know. Um, journalism here so i'm trying to get one of them to be a guest on this podcast because you know i want to see what they about i want to see what you're mad about what you so mad for you know if i find it really funny when it when when white men are mad in this country i find it hilarious because you literally have everything handed to you in this country yet you are still mad and unhappy why i don't i i, I find it hilarious because 
there are so many other groups in this country that have every reason to be mad. Women of all races, um, people of color, <laughs> it's uh, you know, LGBTQ, you know, handicaps, uh, individuals, dis- um, disabled individuals, veterans. You know, there are so many groups that does have deserve to have a voice and be mad but it seems like white men are just mad about every damn thing i just i i don't know you you got you got your you got the person in the white house but you still mad because you can't go get your old funky ass haircut like you don't get no taper lining anyway like what you so mad for child anyways i'm done with this episode but i just wanted to talk to you guys about this because i truly don't believe that this country is going to take white supremacy, uh, white supremacists, um, as seriously as the needs to, because they are at the highest form of leadership. And the FBI has done this now for three years and they are number one, the number one terrorists in this country. You would have thought if the FBI came out and said the Islam community is the number one terrorist of this country. I guarantee you, this country will probably put a ban, a ban on a travel ban out now. Probably start some damn concentration camp and sent all Islamic people to that concentration camp. Like this country would have done something, but because it's white supremacy, oh, oh, it's, it's shit. We have to be the ones to pay attention to it then, since the country isn't. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email.